3: see what Susan has to share with us this evening. Thank you and welcome
5: Susan.
4: Thank you Justine and welcome Sarah Ellen.
5: Hello Susan, how are you doing this evening?
4: Oh, enjoying the beautiful fall weather and moving all the tender plants inside.
5: Hmm, wow, what a big day's work, maybe a couple of days' work, that must be.
4: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It takes three of us to move the eight biggest plants, right? Man. I have a rubber tree, which truly is this enormous, enormous thing. And Wow.
2: Um,
4: it was three bare sticks when it was given to me. Somebody said, Will you take this? My dog just gnawed it all off. I'm like, What is it? It's a rubber tree and it's like every year it just gets bigger and bigger. It's an amazing plant. And um given how big it is, it's a reasonably small pot, thank goodness. And then mm-hmm. the Brugmansia Brugmansia is um plant in the nightshade family in the Solanaceae. And when we look at The DNA of plants and animals, we can tell by certain changes that occur in the DNA when things are domesticated or farmed that Brugmansia is probably um, the first plant, certainly in the new world, that was cultivated. The DNA evidence seems to indicate that it's been cultivated for about 30,000 years.
5: Wow, cultivated for thirty thousand years.
4: That's a long time.
5: That is a
3: long
4: time. Yeah, and um, I mean, we used to say, "Oh, you know, corn, ten thousand years." We push that back to fourteen, maybe even fifteen, but thirty thousand. What that says to me is, of course, brewmania, like many plants in the Solanaceae family, like weed or datura, is mind altering we were talking about that whole family at the mind-altering plants class. And uh, so it, it's at least twice as important to change your mind as it is to fill your belly.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Although the goats are quite intent on filling in their bellies, they seem to be putting in extra hours. How are your goats reacting to the shortening days and colder nights.
5: Wow. Yes, they definitely are looking to forage more and more. Uh, my goats did a really funny and interesting thing this year. They um, We had a lot of volunteer squash plants that grew up in the pasture closest to the barn, which is where they spend, you know, some of their time. Um, and they started growing, and I thought for sure the goats were just going to trample them. They let them grow. And then there were squash on there, and they harvested them like midsummer. One day I came out, and they were eating all the squash. And then they just harvested the second and about, a week,
4: and squash. And about a week before you would have picked them.
0: Probably so, yeah. They yeah, do. They eat, they eat them,
4: was... you know, because they've grown around my barnyard too. And we're all like, oh, that's gonna be tasty. And then you go out and you go,
6: oh, they ate it. What?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I figured they would, but I was just shocked that they left them until they were, you know, about ready to be eaten. And then the last batch, they harvested, like, we had our first frost, and they harvested them the day before the frost. It's was like, that's interesting. I wonder if they knew something. But, they the watch would have survived the frost, but.
4: They do know something. And the more we keep What they're doing in mind, and understand that we don't understand, the more the more we can accept our lives and ourselves.
3: Mm, I love that. Somebody told me that.
4: that, that. she was visiting an apprentice sister, and her apprentice sister's mom said, so what's what's with all this? You're like, like you're hanging out with the goats? I thought you were supposed to be there to learn about herbs, right? You like hanging out with the goats. <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. You're uh, right. hanging
6: right.
5: out with the you
4: goats. <laughs> right, to learn what it is to be. Mm. Yeah Without excuses
5: That's right That's right Definitely Yeah even the one that gets like lowest rank in our herd She's never I never see her make excuses She holds her own the best she can And she you know Fits in and makes her way And gets what she needs But um, yeah I never see her make excuses Or cry and you know, one special treatment. She just, this is what I need to do. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And she's the sweetest too. She's the, she's small for an adult and she's just, Oh, she's so good hearted. So is her kid. So she, she plays the weakest one in, or, you know, the lowest one in the ranking order, It's just crazy. They definitely have that ranking order going out there, but, um, Yeah, she handles it really well with grace and beauty for sure.
4: We probably told you when you were here that there's only two places in the goat herd for a human. You're either the head goat or the last goat, and you don't want to be the last goat. Isn't that the truth? Really? You just (laughs) don't (laughs) want to be the last goat, so you better step up and be the head goat. (laughs)
5: Most definitely. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep,
4: yep, yep,
5: mm-hmm. yep,
4: Well, let's see. um, classes coming up this weekend. We're doing Roots and Seeds on Saturday and Adaptogens for a Long and Juicy Active Life on Sunday. And we were just talking about... Um, all of the renewed plant growth that the rains have brought—the garlic mustard is where, you know, like for the last class, you know, just a few weeks ago, there's hardly any garlic mustard. Now there's lots of it everywhere. And uh, I was, you know, worried last time we did class. Like, oh boy, we're gonna be able to like really actually make a wild salad. So I bought some lettuce, you know. I actually got some organic lettuce from CSA. And shh. <laughs> and uh this time there's gonna be plenty of wild greens for us. Thank you, Rains. Thank you so much. Yay, 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 yay. And let's see, you sent me you sent me a wonderful package with a printout of all of the proposed presenters for the Hypericum conference. There's more than a dozen and a half, so I'm going to be sitting with that and really getting a sense of uh, what's going on there, and uh, it's very exciting, Mm. and what else? I was thinking about what happens as we get interested in herbs, and as we... mm, getting more and more interested in herbs as people's medicine. How did it start out for you?
5: Um, Well, for me, I went backwards through the seven medicines. I didn't start all the way at seven, fortunately, but I was um, looking for answers to issues I was having, like with migraines and then um, just, like, general stuff, nothing overwhelming. And uh, I was really disappointed to me um, as symptom medicine when I would present with something. Um, Similarly, I've had some family members with diagnoses that were idiopathic. It was like, well, darn it. You know, I thought this was all about the diagnosis. And idiopathic meaning they don't know the origin of it. Um, Exactly. Idiopathic. Meaning
4: you are a mystery.
5: Yeah, exactly. And so... Um, and then at the same time, no hesitation to throw pretty tough drugs at it. You know, real strong medicines. Uh, so I was just disheartened. And then my marvelous body had enough with this. And um, I became allergic to the drug that I had always relied on for pain my whole life when I was 19, um, Tylenol. And I, like, EpiPen allergy to Tylenol. and um no. told me, Yeah, yeah. And I went to an allergist about it. He told me he'd never heard of such a thing and wanted to try it again on me in his office in a controlled setting. I said no way. I went home and read the <laughs> insert, insert. right there. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I just so I found my way like backwards into the plants. And um, I worked in a supplement shop for a while, which was marvelous because um, I didn't use supplements the longer I worked there. Because um, that was probably you know working backwards through. I went from drugs to supplements and vitamins and like standardized herb formulas and then when I got to the vitamin store it was about the time that I had met you at the conference down there and so I was really empowered when I was working there and curious at the same time people came in with all kinds of questions and different strategies and that's where I really got to appreciate like how drug like so many of the plants are made to be when they end up in bottles in those shops so um yeah, and then when I saw you and knew that they, like, these plants are right there and I could go do it, um, that was, that really, like, opened the door for me because I was always afraid, like, if I got really into medical treatment that if something happened, I might not have access to what I needed, and it's just so empowering and very you know, it, I, I love it. And every time I need to reach for the herbs or go out and ask who wants to help, it, it is another opportunity to um, get confidence in myself and and believe that if I'm present to what's going on, that I know enough about the plants and the plants know enough about me that we can work it out.
4: So that's, that's my long story. <laughs> wow.
2: Wow.
4: Oh. And from there, something arose in you that made you want to share that. Oh, for sure. That made you want to share people's medicine.
5: Oh, indeed. Yeah, because I know I'm not the only one who is searching for not only like, answers to health problems, but just a deeper connection, um, being really in touch with my ability to help myself in the world around me, um, being my ally in that. So, yeah, I love sharing that with other people. And I love, you know, that you um, talk about not charging and creating the medicines. And I really, I love that because uh, I just, Taking someone, you know, when they come to me and ask, like, hey, can we go find this, and um, playing and creating medicines and apothecaries with plants, it's so fun. My neighbor and I, um, new neighbor, because I've only lived here a year and a half, and she's a physician, and we've been um, making remedies this summer, And she says she really has enjoyed it and that she's really excited to show them off to friends when they come over. And I'm like, how cool. Like, I went backwards and got, you know, to herbs because I was disappointed in the doctors I found. And then, lo and behold, I have a friend who's a physician, and she's also looking for answers, even though she can write prescriptions. So that's so, just the world is so fun.
4: (laughs) Mm. That is incredibly inspiring. -hmm. Wow. Thank you. Okay, let's see. Time is moving on. Over here, I have October 4th. That's today. October 4th already. Catherine Skaggs is an intuitive, visionary artist, spiritual teacher, shamanic practitioner, and painter of... Souls. She's also the author of the multi award winning book, Artist Shaman Healer Sage, which I actually have right here in my very hand, and it is beautiful, wonderful artwork on the cover, and I wonderful artwork inside as well. And wow. I haven't had a chance to read it but oh look at that. It's signed to me. But missed my name. Anyhow, she's gonna be with us at nine o'clock tonight. And she also sent cards. There's a couple of decks of little cards and a couple um and a larger deck of cards with a book. This is the Mythical Goddess Tarot by Sage Holloway and Catherine Skaggs. So 9 o'clock East Coast time. Hang out here with us until then or come on back and hear what Catherine Skaggs has to say. It's going to be real interesting. Anybody with any questions tonight?
5: Ah, we had a hand raised and it just disappeared. So let me also remind everyone. Dave, that's
4: it. That Susan, she's just going to talk all night, never answer questions. Come back, come back. Oh (laughs) my goodness!
5: I may have added to that too this time. Okay, we do have a hand that has gone up, and I will remind everyone again. uh, Remember to press one if you'd like to speak with Susan and have your hand raised in the queue where we can see you from the nine oh eight. You have raised your hand, and you are live with Susan. In the 908.
4: Hello, 908.
5: We All right, maybe we accidentally hit one. The 504 is back with us,
1: Just a hand raised yeah. from the 504. Good evening, Susan. Hi. Uh, I wanted to ask about anticoagulation after a suspected mini stroke. I know about red clover's coumarins, and my suspicion is maybe adding garlic to the diet and more omega-3 fatty acids to the diet, but I just want to hear your insight on aspirin versus something else. Thank you.
4: So the stroke that they believed that you had was caused by a
1: bleed or a blood clot? Neither. Nothing was found on the MRI. No hole in the heart. No, no anything. Just a moment of amnesia for about 24 hours and has since regained maybe 12 hours of that missing day. So it's as if the story they were coming up with was there must have been a stroke. Let's go do every test we can to look for a stroke. But when they come up empty, the recommendations to prevent a future stroke, because that's their story, and some of the recommendations like Lipitor, All kinds of side effects. Not going to do it. Cholesterol panel, totally normal, even phenomenal. The, The HDL, great protective level. But the recommendations are, you know, the guidelines that the physicians are following. But I feel like daily nourishing herbal infusion, as recommended, maybe an extra, maybe cup or two, of the Red Clover for the coumarin content. And, you know, the recommendation is full dose aspirin daily. But there's got to be, I just feel like there's another way.
4: You're right. And you already really have talked about that, which is this is their story and you don't have to buy it at all. Yeah. You don't have to say, this is their story and they want me to take drugs, so I'll buy the story and use herbs instead. Nothing you're saying would hurt you in any way at all. And you don't actually have to buy that story. You could make up another story. I mean, I know people, I'm not saying it's you, but I know people who would say, you know, the, the aliens took me to to download special information that I'm supposed to share with mm-hmm. humanity.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes.
4: Right? Right. Who knows? I mean, it's not totally out of the question.
1: I'm with you. I'm totally with you because I could see it unfolding. This is the story that gets them paid. And if right. I believe it, my body chemistry is going to respond to the way I'm thinking about what happened. And for yes. me, it's just a lapse in memory. Yes. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and half of it's coming back. I'm not buying this whole, yeah, I just don't want to get on the hamster wheel.
4: When I was 12, I felt really sick. I was running really high fever. I remember standing in the closet putting on the dress to go to the doctor and reaching behind myself to tie the bow. And the next thing I remember was three months later. And I always just assumed that... The grandmothers and the ancient ones needed me to be with them for three months and fortunately mm-hmm. it was at a time and a place where they didn't put my body in the hospital. They let my parents feed me baby <laughs> food at home and I was responsive enough to eat. Wow. I lost and and also, you know, how fortunate they basic I basically didn't miss any school, it was in the summertime. Mm. Wow. So it's like, okay, that school's over, this school is now beginning and we we don't need your mm-hmm. physical body for it. Come with us. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now that's a story. But it's all a story.
1: It's all a story. All a story.
4: And again, the things that you're saying, you know, you don't need to go overboard on red clover. I think you're doing I think that you don't need to repair any fault or fix any problem. Right? right? You want to eat more the fatty fish? The well,
2: <laughs> right. well
4: it's good for all of us to eat more fatty fish. I'm with you on it, you know. And you're gonna drink your nourishing herbal infusions proven winner. Awesome. Yeah. And Remember many years ago speaking to a cardiologist and he said, do you know that professionally we speak about good-hearted people? Whoa. Mm. So whenever you have a a choice, choose to be good-hearted.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. I was thinking of for the heart and bringing that energy out into the world more effectively, um, allying with Hawthorne tincture, and for the brain to open up that, that blood flow, that energy flow, that prana, shisandra tincture.
0: Well, you know I'm having a
4: passion here with shisandra, so I almost agree with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm right there with you. Uh,
4: an eagle song is in the cheering section over there go- going, "crack, K, Gahs, crack, K,
1: uh, it's great talking mm-hmm. to you thank you
4: will you answer a question for me it's my yes, question ma'am. of the evening here what drew you to what we're talking about here tonight mm. um, you probably didn't grow up with people saying
2: <laughs> no <laughs> Hawthorne
4: if you ha- want to make your heart
1: you know, into a good heart yeah How did you come to it? I was blessed to meet one of your apprentices, Asia, (gasps) who took the time to freely share the wisdom of people's medicine.
4: Oh, thank you, Asia.
1: Yes, thank you, Asia. (laughs) Mm, I saw her beautiful face mm, just a week ago. she was at a a zoom meeting oh i love it i love it yeah yes so she was my first herbal medicine teacher and then i credit you because i came to find your archives and thank you so much for sharing so freely
4: absolutely
1: welcome green blessings good day green blessings
5: Oh, how beautiful. All right. And we have two hands that have pressed one and have been raised in the queue. Looks like the next call is dialed in from an international or a Skype number. Uh, You are live
7: with Susan on the international or Skype call.
4: Third time's the charm. I know you tried last week. I know you tried the week before. Oh, we can't hear you this week. Oh, wait. What was that? I heard a burble. A blubber-bubberp. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not it. Mm-hmm. We'll come back. Okay,
5: we'll come back. We'll come back. All right. So here All we right. have a hand raised 510. 510.
0: You are live with Susan. Oh, Hello, teacher. Hi. Green blessings. How are you?
4: Enjoying the first of the autumn colors. The poison oh. ivy and the five-finger mm. ivy have turned brilliant red, and some of the sumac leaves, the bottom sumac leaves, are starting to turn red as well. Mm, yummy.
0: You. How beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. yeah. I'm English, but I live in California, so when I see the, the gray starts of the day and then I see the, the colors change, I feel so nostalgic for England.
4: Yes. Yes. California has its own kind of color change, but it's very different.
0: Mm, it's beautiful. I'm really embracing it. Um, it's so lovely to hear your voice, and I'm so grateful to be able to ask you a question.
4: And so Um, go ahead and tell me what's going on.
0: Absolutely. Um, I was wondering, um, sometimes I check my blood pressure. I have a little one of them little things that you keep in the house. And I just noticed that sometimes um, using the allopathic measurements for so-called high blood pressure and low blood pressure, which I don't take too much notice of, sometimes it's on on the high end. Um, I'm just wondering um, if you could suggest any herbal allies that um, help me. I'm currently doing all of the wise woman tradition with the herbs that you recommend. I'm wondering if you could pinpoint or point me in the right direction for a herb that might help me um, with my blood pressure.
4: The three herbs that are most often used, and you can use a combination of them or you can use any one of them quite successfully, Mm. are the herb we were just talking about, hawthorn. Mm. Right? Um, Grows all over in England. And Mm. um, throughout much of the West Coast, depending on what part of California you live in, there may Mm. or may not be hawthorn there. But hawthorn berries are very easy to get commercially. I gave a a radio presentation about hawthorn. Oh gosh, maybe I don't know, maybe fifteen years ago. And I heard myself say several times during the presentation, "Hawthorn for the aging heart." You know, as we get older, the heart has been pumping all of that time and it can get a little tired and the and the, the blood pressure can go up a little bit and Hawthorne comes in and strengthens the beating of the heart and helps mm-hmm. stop atrial fibrillation and brings down high blood pressure and brings up low blood pressure, especially mm-hmm. important if you're taking drugs. You know, that's one of my little hobby horses is that um, – Uh, Basically, um, my experience um, and uh, the experience of thousands of people that I have interfaced with is that it's perfectly safe to use herbs with drugs. Hmm. Although it's not always safe to use drugs with herbs.
2: (laughs) Right.
4: (laughs) right. (laughs) (laughs) But if you've been using the herbs and you start taking a drug, it's going to be fine, usually. (laughs) Right. I, right? Because you know what the herbs are doing. And so if you have a side effect from the drug, you'll know it's the drug. You're not hmm. going to be confused and think, oh, suddenly the nettle is making me dizzy. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> so um. I, I, I heard myself say that, Criticus for the Aging Heart. And I, at, at the end of the show, you know, I sat down and I said, hello, my dear. Guess what? You're 60. That's called aging. And <laughs> since then, I have taken every morning a dropper full of cake. Oh, wow.
0: So I, whole berries in a sometimes,
4: sometimes I have fresh berries to make the tincture, and sometimes mm. I use dried berries, and okay. it all works wonderfully well. Mm. And um, how much what critagus do you take, Mick? That's, that's Hawthorne. Hawth- Hawthorne, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, probably two uh, droppers full a day. Two droppers
0: full a in day. In the morning and one. one.
4: Wow. In the evening. And, and in addition to a handful of drugs, yes? Yes, yes, quite a handful now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Um. Hmm. So, really, as a matter of fact, I often say it, that Hawthorne is related to apples. Ah, So, it's about as dangerous as eating applesauce.
0: <laughs> Guru Weed, do, do you believe in any of this silly talk from the allopathic doctors that high blood pressure is indeed hereditary or genetic?
4: Um, well, this is the second time I have heard you talk about allopathic and so let's just stop for a minute there are basically mm-hmm. only two ways to heal mm. Mm. allopathic and homeopathic mm. in homeopathic healing we want the opposite opposites cure so, if you have an itchy rash, I give you poison ivy.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: In allopathy, I'm, I'm sorry, in homeopathy, li- the same. It's like, cure homeo, the same. I'm mm-hmm. being confusing. Homeo it's the same. You have an itchy rash, I give you poison ivy, the same thing.
2: Right. In
4: allopathy, it's the opposite. Oh, no, we're not talking homeopathy here. You're not asking me what homeopathic remedy, right, mm. is being used. We're, we're talking allopathic medicine. All herbalists are allopaths. Chiropractors are
2: allopaths.
4: Uh. Osteopaths are allopaths. Allopathic is not a dirty word.
0: Yeah, excuse my confusion. I'm talking okay. about... Most
4: most people somehow have gotten the idea that it means um, modern medicine, let's say.
0: Yeah, I wonder how that happened.
4: Right? But Chinese herbalism is allopathic medicine. Tibetan what? medicine is allopathic medicine. African medicine is allopathic medicine. So long as you're Hold using on. something soothing on that rash, you're using allopathic mm. medicine.
0: Hmm... Thank you for that. It's what
4: makes sense to most of us. Homeopathic medicine, let's face it, doesn't make sense to most people. <laughs> it doesn't. It's Thank like, wait a why it? are you giving me poison ivy? I have an itchy rash. That doesn't make sense to me. You know, and you have to explain to people how that could possibly work. So allopathy is what makes sense to all of us. Mother Is one of my personal favorites because it grows abundantly where I live. I mean, uh, abundantly. The Mm. day it was blooming, a couple here in front of my house, a couple of apprentices arrived, and I asked them to please make at least two quarts of flowering motherwort tincture. So that was their first adventure where I got out the vodka and I showed them how to do that. And they sat and cut motherwort flowering tops into the jars and added the vodka. And motherwort tincture is very dependable for lowering blood pressure and calming anxiety.
2: Mm.
4: Motherwort tincture is only dangerous to take on a daily basis if you have bleeding from fibroids
0: mm-hmm.
4: or endometriosis.
0: Got it. Okay.
4: Because mother makes blood vessels grow, new blood vessels grow to the heart mm. and to the uterus. Mm. You have fibroids or endometriosis, those extra blood vessels are going to increase bleeding. We don't want that. But I was just talking to Michael, right, and he has had a lot of professionals look into his cardiovascular system, and not just once, but repeatedly. Now, Did I get it wrong that I heard um, Dr. Katakar say that he could see that The herbs that you were using had caused new blood vessels to form? That's correct. That's what he said, right? Yes, that there's new uh, growth Mm -hmm. in small vessels. So I'm not just saying that Motherwort is supposed to or Motherwort is said to, I'm saying that we Mm. actually have, um, you know, physical evidence that Motherwort does indeed enrich the capillary bed. This is extremely important for women because oh, wow. women's heart attacks tend to come not from the big blood vessels, but the small ones.
0: I hear you. Guru, do you think it's okay to take Hawthorne and Motherwort every day?
4: Yes. Absolutely. If they both seem right to you, then definitely. And the last one of the big three is Passiflora. <laughs> passion flower. Oh. And passion flower is this rampant vine with these extraordinary flowers that look like spaceships. Oh. And to, to me, Passiflora is like the wings of the heart. It's for the person whose blood pressure is high because they feel really constricted in mm. their life in their chest, in their heart
0: Oh, that's such an amazing visual mm-hmm.
4: and we want to you know, offer the passiflora, the passion flower, we want to mm. offer passion of the heart, right Yeah
0: see that. Mm. Um Guru Weed, is it possible to take the Passiflora as a tincture?
4: I use all of them as tinctures.
0: Oh, how, how amazing. Okay.
4: I tincture the flowering top of the motherwort. I mm-hmm. make a tincture with the hawthorn berries. Mm. I, if I have access to fresh Passion flower. I tincture just the flowers. this it, one of those plants where the flower comes out and that's it. It only blooms for a day, so you have to be like right there, yeah. pick it. All right, and I have like oh. an ongoing tincture with it. It doesn't. I don't do it from the dried. I don't do motherwort from the dried. I can do dried hawthorn berries because I don't often have access to the fresh ones. Thrilling when I do. Wow. And, um, and you can also get. Dried passionflower, uh, and make an infusion with it. Mm-hmm. You can get dried motherwort, but don't make an infusion with it. My mother said, after she had tried it out, she said, "That's the kind of medicine that makes you get well, so you never have to take it again."
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Dried
4: motherwort is kind of like whorehound. It is really bitter, but the tincture mm. of the fresh flowering plant is kind of chocolatey. Did like that? Oh, yeah, the bitterness really comes about
2: mm-hmm.
4: from mm-hmm. the drying. And then hawthorn berries can be made into an infusion. They're a wonderful infusion if you have a yen mm. for that. And you can also buy hawthorn leaves and flowers. The whole plant oh. is just considered so wonderful. Now, the leaves mm-hmm. and flowers, you can make an infusion of, but it's very astringent. And okay. Eagle, Eagle Fong and I like to joke about uh, the day she picked me up at the airport, and I said, oh, what infusion do you have? And she handed me a quart jar, and I opened it and took a big glug, 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 and mm-hmm. put it down. I said, It's so astringent, I couldn't talk, like, for five minutes.
0: Oh, wow. Ooh, that's that's really Uh, funny. You've been so helpful. Thank you so much. And, and, you know, when you educate people, um, the the information, it it just cascades like a beautiful waterfall. Um, One of your students, Shay Savoy, she's a good friend of mine, and she has been turning me on to so many wonderful things that she's learned from you. So thank you to all the incredible women that share this information um widely and generously and and thank you for just enhancing my life thank you so much
4: you are welcome green blessings
0: green blessings take care good night all ah, right uh we've got three
5: callers uh with their hands raised and let's go back to the skype caller the international caller uh, can you make connection now? You are live with Susan. Hello, I'm Skype call.
4: Hello, yes, there you are.
5: No. Oh, darn it. All oh, right, wow. well, let's try okay. 908. The 908, uh, you are live with Susan from the 908. Yes.
4: Uh, hi. Yes. Hello.
6: Hello. Hi. Guys. Hi.
4: What's
6: up? It's Carol. Yes. Oh, hey. hi,
4: Carol. I didn't recognize oh. your voice at first. Sorry. Okay. Um, hey. Hey.
6: Hey. So, hey. <laughs> uh, brewing. Uh, uh, no. Uh, when you do the comp, uh, Humphrey in an infusion, do uh-huh. you just brew it once? Or did I hear you say you brew it again, comfrey?
4: There is a substance in comfrey that herbalists call mucilage, which I find kind of funny because when I was a child, mucilage was glue. And, (laughs) And mucilage is the opposite of glue. It's like herbal Teflon. It makes everything slippery and slidey. And mucilage is found in, you know, quite a few plants. There's mucilage in all parts of the comfrey. There's mucilage in linden. There's mucilage in plantain. There's mucilage in marshmallow, the root and the leaves, uh, which includes all hibiscus. Um, And, of course, in the hibiscus family is okra, the queen of mucilage. Talk about slippery, slimy. So... Interestingly enough, this mucilage is far more soluble. That means it extracts better into cold water than hot water. Okay. Now, minerals aren't going to extract into cold water. We have to have hot water. If we have ore and there's some mineral in it and we want to get the mineral out, we have to heat the rock, soaking the rock in cold water unless there's like acid, which, wow, that's a kind of heat, isn't it? Because if you get burned by acid, well, that's what it's called, a burn, so it's a kind of heat. It's not water. So what I do to get everything from my comfrey leaf and from my linden and from my marshmallow root as I weigh out the herb, put an ounce of comfrey leaf or an ounce of marshmallow root or half an ounce of linden in a quart jar, fill it to the top of the boiling water. After it's brewed, which is four hours or overnight, whatever works, I pour off the liquid and... With, with with the marshmallow, I just pour more cold water in the jar right up to the top with the lid on and stick it in the fridge because the mucilage in that marshmallow is going to come right out. With the comfrey of the linden, I put the wet plant material along with two cups of cold water in a pan, bring it to a boil, turn the fire off, put a lid on it, and let it steep for four to six hours, and then strain that. And you'll notice, if you ever do that, that the second brew, the re-brew, we call it, is very slippery. It's very mucilaginous to the herbalist. And you can drink the brew and the re-brew separately. Or you can drink the brew and the re-brew Together, you can drink the brew until the rebrew is ready. If you're rebrewing linden or comfrey, and then mix them together. Whatever works for you is good.
6: Okay. Okay. Yes. Now, um, you had mentioned the other time. I have a couple little little ones just uh, tune-ups. Um, you had mentioned something about a seed sampler, La Guardian or something. What was that? The seed sampler that you and Sarah Ellen got. Sarah
4: Ellen, we're talking about um, La Jardin de something. Now, of course, I had that out at the time.
6: Oh, okay.
4: But I don't have it out now. Um, So I'm looking to see if by some miracle it's still (laughs) laying about because, you know, I'm that kind of girl who could just let things Hang out even after they've been used. Oh, there's a beautiful long scroll of paper from Sarah Ellen. It says love, 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 love you. Thank you, Sarah Ellen.
5: Oh, I pretty love you. And I have the name. It's La Jardin, J J A R D I N. do, Gourmet, G-O-U-R-M-E-T, Les Jardins du Gourmet. Yeah.
7: that means
4: you. like the. Go-
6: and you go to the. Yeah.
4: Gourmet Garden.
6: Yes, and you go to the internet and type that in and fill out a form, and they, you can get seeds.
4: They have a wide variety of seeds. Of both herbs and vegetables, and they also sell plants. Oh, wow. Mostly shallot and garlic, leeks, things like that, mostly alliums. Oh, And they have a special, which is their herb seed sampler pack. And you get 50 different packs. of seeds, 50 different herbs in the sampler pack. Oh, super. It is. It's like, it's such an abundance that it makes one's head swim because if you were even asked to sit down and write up the names of 50 herbs, could you do it? <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Go to the Internet, and that's how you look it up.
4: (laughs) I'm assuming that you can do that. You know me. I'm a, like, postal girl. I get the catalog in the mail.
6: Oh, you get a catalog. Okay, that's what I'll do, too. Yeah, okay. Um, Okay. And and then um, um, where would you say most dated? What is uh, uh, the largest conglomerate? I have all your books, but... I was looking for a, comp- a composite of your recipes. What would that be?
4: I don't think there is any place where just the recipes are. I think mm. that having them in my books is a good start. And then collect them from there. Um I know at one point, and I don't know if Sarah Ellen even knows about this, but at some point there was like an e-book of recipes.
6: Oh, nice.
4: Certainly not all of them, but a bunch of them that was being given away if you did something like became a mentor student. I don't really know. Don't quote me on it. And so e-books tend never to go away. So if you keep, um, you know, like if you write to um, wisewoman at herbshealing.com and say, I heard that there was a recipe book, how do I get it? Maybe someone will answer you. (laughs) Okay. I just got a message from this company that said we're so sorry we weren't able to Call you back. We're really having staffing problems due to COVID. Please, we apologize. Oh. So it's you know yeah. it's like for everybody. It's like okay, so maybe this will happen and maybe it won't. Who knows?
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: yeah. And one other um, question, Susan. Actually, um, the the bathroom in the night. Um, of course, I'm 76, and like you, and so I seem to wake up. Uh, I wish it weren't twice, but it is twice, and sometimes I can get back to sleep, and sometimes I can't, so I'm trying to avoid the getting up in the night to pee, and I try to limit the liquids after say, six o'clock Does that help? Uh, not really just and and, and yeah,
4: I can't mm-hmm. imagine that it really would, okay. The uh, part of what's going on is that your sleep is not as deep. Mm. So it's a little easier for you to be roused from your sleep and then a little harder for you to get back to sleep
2: yeah.
4: than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I think is effective is to have a talk with your bladder. Okay. And to really let it know that it is capable
6: of holding (laughs)
4: that until morning. It really can do that. And that you want to encourage it to do that. And that you are standing by to do whatever it needs to support it in whatever way. Now, Dr. Kegel would say that the best support that you can give yourself for not getting up to pee that night is to do 15 to 20 Kegels in bed, laying down when you wake up in the morning, another 15 to 20 when you sit up at the edge of the bed, and then another 15 to 20 after you pee.
6: That's great, Susan. Yeah.
4: The only other thing I could add to that, if the, those things don't seem to be working, is to try some corn silk infusion, especially if you've put corn silk away from eating corn in the cob this summer. Now is the time to make that corn silk infusion and let it soothe your bladder And if you find that it does really soothe your bladder and cut down on that, then you might um, go down in dosage and see how small an amount gives that helpful effect to you. And then just make a little bit at a time instead of making a whole quart of the infusion.
6: Oh, I see little bit at a time, okay
4: yeah or- that, if that works for you, it's just once you've made a quarter of an infusion, you pretty much have to drink it. It's kind of
6: yeah, right yeah, it doesn't
4: last it doesn't it doesn't yeah. keep for a long time, so okay. and if you find that it really works and then you find that less works, then you make a little you know just enough to like finish off in the three or four days that you have to get okay. it before it really gets weird.
6: Yeah, it gets weird, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the last thing, I'm, I'm doing a little, uh, community garden bed of my own and I'm going to take out the old soil of, and I'm going to start over again. And, um, which, um, for, for a suburban person, which is your manure of choice? Um, uh, I guess I have to get something, you know, commercial in a bag.
4: So what do you mean when you, you say know. you're going to take out the soil? You're literally well, going to it, dig it out, put it in yeah. the wheelbarrow, and dump it somewhere?
6: Yeah, yeah, D- dump it, let it re And, and, and it can you
4: tell it. me why that is?
6: Well, I just don't I don't think it's fresh. I don't know what's in there, and I want to make my own mix.
4: Um, well, I'll tell you what's in there that won't be in any mix you can make, and that's soil bacteria. Oh,
6: I see. Oh, boy. Yeah.
4: So, it's kind of like saying, let's, let's fix your skin. The first thing we will do is we'll rip the surface of your skin off.
8: This should be...
4: okay, so what this should be... we usually talk about are soil amendments. So, you can't make soil from just manure. No, right. So you use it to amend your soil. And there are a variety of different amendments that one can buy and that are useful depending on what is going on with the soil. Now, it's pretty impossible for old soil to be a problem since most soil is millions of years old. Right? Yes. So to say this is old soil and you want to freshen it up, you know, freshen it up with old soil. It's all old. It's not like the plants deplete the soil by oh. growing, Okay. which I think maybe you are thinking happens. Um, plants make vitamins. They don't take them out of the soil. And what is required for plants to make vitamins is soil bacteria. I'm using soil bacteria loosely. I mean the whole biome, the mycelium, the bacteria, the various uh, single-cell organisms, all of the things that are present in the soil that make it alive and that allow the plants to uptake nutrients. So what we want to do actually is not even so much amend the soil, although that's what we say. But what we want to do is feed the soil's microbiome, right? Oh, okay. Now you can think about this a little bit differently. So does your soil need more fiber? is it really clayey is your soil too sandy does it need more topsoil added is, you know what's going on with your soil yeah right are there um, places where um grass has been um allowed to grow it's hard for other plants to grow because grass forms a underground very tight network of roots so people will often do something to get rid of that um, and they can be spreading ground cloth to kill the grass you can be putting newspaper on it to kill the grass um, you know the herb Garden that I started here, I just put six inches of compost because I have lots of compost on the grass. Does the grass come through? It does. It's a pain, but it was fast. So that's that's what I would say is, what does the soil need?
6: Yeah, right. Yeah, a diagnosis,
4: and add that. You know, get to know the soil uh, rather mm-hmm. than dumping it.
6: Yes, that's really good advice. Wow. Gardener extraordinaire. Thank you, Susan.
4: You too. Good gardening. Oh, good. Love Thanks. you
6: so much. Love you,
4: love
6: you. Good night. Good night.
5: All right. Bye. Let's give the international caller another shot from the international call or the Skype call. Your line is open and you are live with Susan. I'm not hearing it Alright Well we have another hand raised From the 732 From the 732 you are live with Susan Hello Susan
7: Hi Hi We talked a few weeks ago About uh, pine trees And black eyed susans. Do you remember this? I do Okay, so I said when I got back to Jersey and I was near my poke plant, I'd call you. I had been hoping to pick the berries and dry them, but it's been very rainy. So yeah, I was yeah, wondering rainy Oh rainy yeah, I wonderfully so with the tokenology. Yeah. Very um very different than what we normally have around here. Yeah. Yeah. So, what things do you suggest for herbalists to do on rainy days?
4: <laughs> wash bottles.
7: Oh, that's a good one, yeah.
4: Right, wash bottles, neaten up your basket collection. Hmm. Right, you can never have too many baskets.
7: No, you can't. I um, I was very lucky recently. Someone gave me one that was about... Three feet across, and they go. Why would you ever want that? And I just started laughing and picking clovers and laying it between the little slots. <laughs> oh, how
4: beautiful! Yes.
7: Yeah, it was. Um, it was a very nice gift. I was. I was lucky. Yeah. So.
4: Ah, the wonderful world of baskets. Yes, and they always get in such a jumble because we use them and then we just kind of toss them back with the others and think, Oh, I'll neaten that up later. Well, that's a rainy day.
7: Mmm, it is. Yeah, catching uh, catching up on all these uh, things we don't want to do when it's sunny out. You're right. It's sunny out You're it. very yeah, right.
4: right. <laughs> Even writing to your friends and saying, "Hey, I had a bumper crop of motherwort or whatever this year. Do you want to trade for something you had a lot of?"
0: Mmm. Nice. Mm.
4: Stay in touch with herbal buddies.
7: Keep a good inventory, yeah, so you can sit yes. around.
4: Right, and the so other with, the other nice yeah. thing is that um, it's always nice to trade, and that way if for some reason you absolutely run out of something, you know where more of it might be.
7: It really helps um, break one of the barriers of the herbal accessibility to build this network, yeah. 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 So with the rain, one thing I know that's very common and I have with myself is I get pain. Um, I know for some people it's in the knees, but I just get like this full-body muscle ache. Um, I was wondering if you had any suggestions. I'm
4: not well, I do. I do. My go-to for that is hypericum tincture.
7: Oh, really? hmm Okay.
4: As a matter of fact, um, I just had my first appointment with uh, the lymphatic, uh, lymphedema specialist, and she just kind of casually said something about, oh, well, you know, after the kind of things that have been done to you have been done, you certainly have chronic pain syndrome. And I didn't say to her, but I thought to myself, no, I don't, because I take hypericum tincture. hmm And it is such a wonderful um, reliever of pain, especially pain from hard use or overuse and any kind of pain that has any kind of connection to the nervous system. And kava root is, also, a really excellent reliever of uh, muscular skeletal pain. I usually make an infusion of it, and it keeps pretty well. keeps for a couple of weeks refrigerated, and as often as little as an ounce a day can really uh, cut through the pain.
7: This sounds like it'd be good for pain. That might even be a bit emotional, like uh, oh. rainy storms reminding someone of a breakup or something like this. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, that's astute mm. mentioning that.
7: So when I talk to my friends, one thing that's popular for them to suggest for pain is kratom. I had wanted to know your opinion on this plant. I don't like it. Why is that?
4: Does it grow as a weed around you?
7: So, so no, I, I see that it's very far away, but I, I do understand that people that are very far away have good plants for them, so I, it might not be a good plant for me to use, but it is a good plant to to maybe know about. Uh, coffee, for instance, doesn't grow by me, but lots of people like coffee.
4: Coffee or poppy?
7: Coffee, like uh, in the morning we drink coffee. Coffee,
4: like, in the, like what people drink in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So long as one appreciates the addictive nature of coffee, mm. and then if you do drink it on a daily basis, that you will lose much, m- much of the benefit.
7: This is very similar and to what it, and I said about interesting the kratom. To see too. The physical addiction that people develop to coffee. Mm. Um, it's not exactly dangerous like some addictions, but it's also not good. We don't necessarily want to do it. Yeah, That's
4: all I'm saying. And so it's an interest, you know. Dr. James Duke used to get asked a lot, how safe is this herb? And he would always compare it to coffee.
2: Hmm.
4: He would say, on the coffee scale, this herb is very safe. And they would look at him and he would say, it's safer than coffee. (laughs) 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 And I was just saying um, this evening... And we were talking, and I say, oh, I'm going to have to add that to my list of what you say to a doctor who says, I'm putting you on this drug, and I don't want you to take any herbs. And you say to the doctor, oh, does that include coffee?
7: I love going to my friends. They go, I know nothing about herbal medicine. I go, but you have coffee first thing in the morning. <laughs> right. Excuse me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. That's an
4: herb and a pretty strong one at that. Right,
2: yeah.
4: On the coffee scale, it's as poisonous as coffee. I know people who use coffee wisely and well, but they're in the minority. Hmm. I know an awful lot of people who are kind of mindless about their coffee consumption And it, um, in and of itself, wouldn't be so bad, but because coffee is bitter, they put refined sugar and some kind of, we would hope, dairy product, but no, probably they're going to put creamer, right, which is hydrogenated fat. I mean, it's just awful stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's not even really so much the coffee as it is the other stuff that goes along with it. And again, it's kind of an unthinking, just this is what we do kind of thing. So I'm not against coffee, but I'm not especially in favor of it. And the same thing with kratom. I, which I only know by hearsay, but very little of the hearsay draws me in, makes me want to get anywhere near it.
7: Mm. I think a lot of the things you say about coffee, about like very few people using it responsibly, is um, is also very true for uh, kratom, and, and from what I see, it's uh, about as popular in the, some parts of the community as coffee is. So uh, I think that um, that looking at this St. John's Wort and Kava first is a good idea. Thank you.
4: You are welcome. Thanks for asking. Green blessings. Good night.
7: Green blessings. Talk to you soon.
4: Uh-huh.
5: All right. and. I'll remind everyone if you've got a question for Susan this evening, you'll need to press 1 so that we can see your hand go up in the queue. Uh, let's check in with that international or Skype caller again, giving it a try to make contact through the line. You are live with Susan on the Skype call. All right. We'll try again next week. I hope we can, can make contact with you. Uh, we have another hand that's gone up from the 209 area code, from the 209. You are live
4: with Susan.
7: Hi, Susan. This is Hi. Julie from
9: California. and Hi, I have Julie. A question. Um, is the best time to um, harvest, make the tinct- motherwort tincture when it's in bloom? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Be right
4: when, when, it's in, when it's in full flower.
9: And that Mm -hmm. would be here in California.
4: Is it in full flower right there in California right now? Then go for it.
9: Well, it it has buds.
7: Wait till the
4: flowers are open. Okay. Yeah.
7: Okay, I will.
4: Yeah, what I have in my jar is stalks, leaves, flower buds, flowers, and a few seed pods.
9: Oh, Okay. So I could wait a little bit longer.
4: I think you could probably wait a little bit longer, I think you're right.
9: Okay. And then on the yar- yarrow, I have the yarrow tincture and um but my little spray bottles keep getting clogged up that I use to spray on my wings.
4: Yeah or my own. I wound. do what I do is I take my yarrow tincture. And I strain it through something with very fine mesh. I actually, because I keep a herd of dairy goats, have milk filters, so I strain it through a milk filter. Coffee filter. um, Nylon stocking. Old napkin. Sorry. Right? Anything with a pretty tight weave but that will still let liquid through. Because you are so like the tiniest little bit of plant material, and that sprayer makes the whole thing go wonky. Yep. So frustrating.
9: Okay. Okay, I'll do that then.
4: All righty. Okay. Thank you. Green blessings. Thanks for asking. Good night. Green blessings. Green blessings.
5: All right, and we'll go to our next caller dialed in from the 831 area code. From the 831, you are live with Susan.
9: Oh, my goodness. Can you hear me? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I, (laughs) I just stumbled on this. I was looking for contact information for you, and I had no idea this was happening right now. So I'm so thrilled to be talking to you. I so appreciate and have read cover to cover what you've written about menopause. I am someone who I had my daughter naturally at home, Uh, you know, I'm someone who rarely take anything. Um, I'm also someone who's very athletic. I'm a 53 year old woman and um, very much correlated with the onset of menopause. I just have this like big gut that has developed and I, I I don't want to do HRT, but I, but the thought that went through my mind was I want to ask Susan if, if, you know, again, I've read your book cover to cover, so I know that, I and I love the way you lay it out. And I love that you encourage women to just like lean into their new body and you know like embrace that you know their new body. Um, if there was, is there any HRT that that you like? Like, and 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 right now, capitalism is totally taking advantage of women's feelings about this and all the marketing and a million different. Menopause, creams, and HRT, you know, all this stuff. So I wanted to ask you, because I trust you, um, I hear you. what is, uh, what I is hear you. any, yeah and I, and I want you I to want know. I want to stop one this. moment,
4: however, and okay. um, make a plea for capitalism. Okay. Like allopathy and its sister homeopathy, capitalism's sister is communism. So you get to live yeah. in yeah. a financial climate where basically you own nothing and you get nothing and you stand in long lines. Or you have capitalism. And what does capitalism mean? It means that anyone can invest capital in any business and share in the profit or loss of that business. Uh Uh-huh. That's capitalism. Uh Uh-huh. Communists sell things too. Okay. They have advertising. It's called propaganda.
2: Uh
4: Uh-huh. So it's not that capitalism causes advertising or causes people to want to buy things. Any more than any other... Um, system does, but capitalism is the system that gives most people the most fair chance in terms of finances and rewards. So let's not kick the thing that has helped all of us
6: to, you
4: know, my grandparents escaped penniless from Russia.
6: Yeah, yeah.
4: I lead a pretty comfortable life considering that was two generations ago.
9: Yeah.
4: And that's capitalism.
0: Got
4: it. Got it. It's sure, not communism. Yeah. So, um, and, and actually, what you're saying has a lot more to do with advertising, but on a very different level. So let's go back to what the problem is. I believe that what you said, the problem is that you have a big gut
9: that is totally correlated you know
4: and tell me how big this gut is do you mean that your waist has gone from 26 inches to 36 inches
9: it's gone from like 28 to 33 or something like that 28 to
4: 33 it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable well it's it's not uncomfortable your clothes are uncomfortable
9: well i've gotten i've changed all my clothes
4: Good. But Hooray, I'm for, do ho- do ho- do Hooray for elastic waistbands. And um, when when did menopause start? Are you still cycling?
9: I am not. It started. Okay. I, I I hit my last period was on my forty ninth birthday, so technically okay, so fifty three was four, four years ago. Yeah. And and I've been so and when I've when been you, experimenting you, with this new body for four years cause I did, okay. because I okay. So you've was,
4: had. You've had this extra waste for those four years. Yes. Yes. What does it prevent you from doing?
9: Just, I, I'm a dancer. I do yoga. I do backpacking. It just, it's heavy. It's, it's when I bend, it's, you know, I feel like I've got this ball that I'm bending around. you know it's it's <laughs> it's just uncomfortable, like I don't want to carry it around
4: so what do we hear we hear you saying that. There's something that you no longer want to carry around. Yeah. Perhaps it is something that you swallowed.
2: Hmm.
4: Perhaps it was something that you have hidden in your belly for safekeeping. Hmm. Mm. Mm. I always start from the belief that what's happening is right. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm
4: and mm-hmm. what I have to figure out is not how to fix what's wrong, but how to encourage what's right.
9: Right. Got it. I hear you. I'm.
4: I am the amazing wasteless woman. Because of scoliosis, (laughs) my last rib bone sits on my hips. Mm. So I have, you know, my waist measurement is the same as my rib or my hip measurements. I have no discernible waist at all. And yet I backpack and do yoga and dance and don't have any problem with any of that. Got it. But... I don't have to change my perception of myself. That's always kind of been how it is. And this is a different thing. So so there is a perceptual problem. And that's what I mean, that there's a perception that advertising and the cultural climate has brought about in you, which is that you will always look like a young woman. Mm. yeah I was taken out to meet Grandpa Roberts in California and walked along a long steep trail to get to him and When we got there, I saw a naked man standing out in front of a hut made of natural materials, and his testicles were hanging to his knees. You know <laughs> gravity gets yeah. to all of us, yeah,
2: mhm.
4: It's okay it doesn't mean you're not taking care of yourself. Right. Right. And, of course, we generally know that if we are that critical of ourselves, we're probably that critical of others, too. And that actually one of the ways to stop being critical of ourselves is to stop being that critical of others. Mm. So if you can kind mm-hmm. of catch that little voice that, you know, when it sees that person whose body shape isn't quite the way maybe you think it ought to be, that says something about it, if you can actually catch that in action and say, whoa, you don't really know what the circumstances of her life are. Mm-hmm. hmm And that way you develop compassion for yourself. Especially right. actually actually easier to be kind to others than it is to be kind to yourself
9: right thank you so much
4: you're welcome thanks for asking (laughs) name Fuzzy. yeah
9: yeah
5: thank you oh (laughs) bing it's
4: nine o'clock
5: Yes, and our guest
4: is with us. Like that, the magic hour has come, and we get to talk to Catherine Skaggs, an intuitive, a visionary artist, a spiritual teacher, a shamanic practitioner, and a painter of souls. Catherine is the author of the multi-award winning book, Artist, Shaman, Healer, Sage, Timeless Wisdom Practices, Ritual, and Ceremony to Transform Your Life and Awaken Your Soul. She is also the author and the artist of the newly released Masters of Light Wisdom Oracle, and the artist of the best-selling, award-winning, mythical goddess Tarot. Catherine Skaggs tells it like it is through sacred art and inspiring words. Thanks for being with us tonight, Catherine.
8: Oh, Susan, thank you for asking me to come and join you. It's a delight.
4: It was so much fun to look through the mythical goddess Tarot and look at some of the cards and the little wisdom cards that came. And I just barely got a chance to peek into the book. I actually just opened it. And this evening I said, oops, and she misspelled my name. Look at that. She signed it to me and misspelled my name, but that's okay. Oh, my God. Eat the sun enough. in Susan. Yes.
2: Yes.
4: I yes, yes. What look a, look what a really beautiful, that. beautiful book. And I said, oh, and I really love the cover. And then I saw, oh, the cover won an award, and that's your art, huh?
8: Well, yeah, it's actually gotten like 11 awards this year, including Book of the Year with the Coalition of Visionary Resources. So I'm feeling like that's amazing.
4: Yeah, it really is amazing. And the contents are really great. You know, we're looking at the the artist, the shaman, the healer, and the sage. And it's all of us. And all of those aspects of us. Thank you so much. Here's plant spirit medicine. I just opened up to that. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This looks beautiful. Oh, jaguar shaman. Beautiful, beautiful. So what do you
8: want
6: to
4: talk about tonight?
6: Wherever
8: you'd like to take this, I sent some questions in to chat if you want to talk about where this has come from and what I'm doing with it or... Yeah, where did you start
4: out? How did you get going on this?
8: Well, you know, I think my GPS for this life was probably preloaded, but I had to wake up to it like most of us. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been an artist ever since I can remember, and... Uh, Somewhere along the way, my spiritual GPS started to wake up because I needed a different reality than the one I was living in. And I started off on a metaphysical path in my 20s, but, you know, I and a shamanic path about 15 years ago. But the interesting thing, Susan, is I remember being a kid and the place where I found my greatest solace was that we had a farm we'd go to on weekends. I lived in grew up in Oklahoma City, and then we had a farm in Wellston, Oklahoma, where we had like a a whole section of land that my dad was farming and had cattle on and that was where life happened that was where all the good stuff happened and so that's always informed me on my path that animals and plants and the earth have been my healing fab and somehow I think my interest in uh well, discovering my own empathicness and learning to honor it wove right into the mystical and the magical and the art and just life, how to live life better. So, you know, it's all through my own pursuit of being happier. <laughs> and oh, right. It
4: it's, it's not so common to find someone with intuitive skills who also pursues a path as an artist.
8: You know, uh, it's kind of interesting that you say that because I feel like I have a big message to tell everyone that artists are really the messengers. If we're paying any attention, what we're creating is that we've got a lot to share. And I didn't know as an intuitive or an empath growing up, it actually took me going to a metaphysical fair when I started to get interested in all of this interesting mystical world. And a woman did a crystal ball reading for me. And it was after I graduated from art school. I went back uh to get a second degree as an artist and uh, not just all the other stuff I was supposed to do growing up, you know, to have a real job. And uh, she nailed me in the reading. I, and she says, you can do this too. And I was about 28 at the time, I think, and I said, Oh, I can't do that and she's like, Yes, you can. It's innate in you. All you need to do is get in classes and train your mind so you can remember how to do this and I'm like was very resistant but I did get in classes and it was pretty mystical and magical unfolding it through learning to do concentration and meditation and it's only expanded with my work in shamanism the last fifteen years or so. But um and then the guidance that came through after I started that, when I asked how my art and my spiritual path come together, I actually owned a metaphysical store in the nineties. I sold your books way back when. That's how I. Oh, them. thanks. You was through your books. You were always on my shelves at my at my metaphysical shop. Anyway, so it's like it's a real honor to be here with you. I have to tell you, this is like oh, wow. This is many you. years later, and here we are. I'm so grateful. But um, part of that interesting path of that weaving was I saw Alex Gray's artwork. and Yay, Susan Alex. Yeah, I saw his work. And then do you know who Susan Seedon-Belay is? She's passed now, but she's oh, an amazing artist. Yes,
4: yes absolutely. Yeah.
8: And I remember seeing their work and, you know, my catalogs through posters and also calendars. And I thought, I think I'm supposed to do something like that. So I let people know now when I teach, I said, when you ever feel that way, that's typically something that is a seed that is a full possibility if you want to chase it down, if it if it's in your heart. And it's something that keeps coming back. And so I pursued it through my curiosity. I basically asked my guy, this is so like, how does this all work? I didn't hear anything for about a year. And about a year later, I'm, in my store working and I inwardly I hear soul portraits just as loud as if you were to yell it at me and I remember I knew exactly what it meant it was like an information packet that came in and I'm honestly a little bit irreverent will say oh shit I think I don't want to be in the hot seat I had like nine psychics work for me at the time and I was like oh no the reluctant mystic I don't know about that and so it took a couple of years for me to fully embrace that and um, now I've painted like several thousand soul portraits and unfolded hundreds of paintings of divine beings that I say have come to me to, or somehow we've made an agreement where I will bring their imagery on the canvas. But I also understand along this path that I am to open a portal or a doorway to their energy and, and what it basically is an energy signature just like a plant has an energy signature to bring their song through, to bring their image through so others can be illuminated, be touched, be connected to that this wisdom and knowledge. There's greater consciousness whether it be in the plants or it be in the animals or it be in these divine beings that are here to help us because we need a lot of help right now. <laughs>
4: Well, we've always needed a lot of help. I don't think there's any other yeah, a time yeah, where we true. haven't needed help. <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely. Right. I think the part of the uh, mm-hmm. the task is to learn to ask for help and as as one of my teachers says, Oh I guess you know, when you finally, you know, learn how to ask for help, then you have to find a way to accept it.
8: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. How to have enough humility to receive and to be present and say, okay, I'll do my part. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And that's what you're doing. That that you've been willing to pick up your art tools and to bring these energies, these vibrations through the portal.
8: Yes. And here. Yeah, it's a good Yeah. Yeah. It's a great honor. It's been a great adventure. I had an experience once, uh, back in the early two thousands. I hadn't painted for five years and I like the honor Shiloh Sophia. You might know her and her artwork. She's an amazing divine feminine artist and has taught people a lot around the world at this point. Anyway, she came to an opening of a store I had and she was friends with my business partner at the time and she saw some of my artwork, and she said, are you painting? I said, no, I haven't been able to in five years. I've been kind of stuck. She said, well, I came for you. Oh. I felt like that was a, div- a divine intervention. She, the wow. way she told me that. She was like, she just didn't come. She recognized she needed to step in, and she did a little meditation with me, got some new paints out, handed me a brush, and I started painting. And she said, boy, you're competent." I said, I've been painting my whole life. I just haven't painted the last five years. And so everything started to flood in. I started to have a lot of goddesses and divine feminine images, particularly the black Madonna and child that came over and over because I feel like that was part of my own personal healing. It wasn't just to do it for someone else. It was my journey of reconnecting to my divine mother and Christ child self. So I could bring that through from, from my own personal journey, but what began to happen was I became aware of Mother Mary being around me quite a bit during this time period, and for three days in a row, I had this image in my head of what I was to paint, and three nights in a row, I'd come home from work and go to bed, and on the third night, she came into my awareness, waking me up, and basically was telepathing with me or sending me downloads of imagery and information, and I was like, oh, okay, I need to get up now. And she sent me to my studio. And I, in the middle of the night, I downloaded and painted this three-foot-by-four-foot painting of her like 85%, 90%. And she was completely projecting love through the anim- imagery. And there was a communication that was beyond words between us. And I understood at that point that everything that was coming through was to project into this world to help bring these vibrations and frequencies of heart opening energy and that whether someone ever read a word about her that the imagery and energy would be a transit transformational energy if they were open to receiving it and that sacred art holds that place in our world whether it be, you know, paintings or anything that's made with connection to the divine or intention from that way can be sacred and we can do it in the simplest ways. It could be a child's painting, but this is particular to Mother Mary coming in. And I took her and hung her up at my store at the time. Now, this was almost 20 years ago, and I never sold my art back then. I had been an artist forever, but I'd never really pursued selling my work. And so that day, someone came and got me at the end of the day and said, hey, there's a lady out here who wants to know if that painting's for sale. And I thought, oh, my God, I've, I've sold a piece of work in 20 years. Okay. So I went out and talked to the woman. She actually was this mystical Catholic woman who also brings in Mary through her writings. I said, well, let me get back to you all and work intuitively and I'll let you know what Mary has to say. And so I sat down that night and what I heard was, sure, we can, you can sell that painting. If you want to, we're lined up for you to paint us. And in 2003 or so, I thought, well, I wonder what that means. I just published a Masters of Light Wisdom Oracle that's Archangels, Ascended Master, and other divine beings of light have channeled in, and I'm like, oh, that's what that meant. They've been lined up because I was supposed to talk to them or had the opportunity if I wanted to take it and have these interactions with these other deities or high-frequency beings who are here to help us and to give them imagery and story to help everyone who so desires to interact with them, to connect and open up something within their own energy bodies and consciousness. So the interesting sect, segue to that, not only has that been a blessing, and I know Mother Mary has watched over much of my work, and this is non-religious. She's, she doesn't care whether you're Catholic or Jewish or none of the above. <laughs> She's completely this divine being of, of love. And so she's been here Helping me uh, figure out how to walk This path but That's completely segwayed I'm glad You opened the book and saw plant This and information in there Because I think since I've started The shamanic path I've been able to Connect to the wisdom Of the plants and the animals In an expanded way That's probably equally as powerful as Working with these other celestial Or otherworldly beings Or people who've been on this path on earth who's ascended and to just make it very practical and like it's not that far out. I may sound far out to people who have not not actually owned up to this piece, but I figure if I'm here talking to you, there must be a lot of people who want to listen to this and claim their own gifts because I think there's a lot of empaths out there that are ready to truly really know how to navigate their empathicness in this world.
4: Well, your art certainly offers that helping hand
0: mm-hmm. to
4: those that are listening to you and saying, "Yeah, that's me. I feel like I have something to share, but I don't know. I don't know how to how to do it, how to share it." Right? I um yes. um had here on my altar the mother breath of life oh yes it's a very very wonderful wonderful card and it says activate my heart and soul awaken me and make me whole mm-hmm. and this is a beautiful uh altar card that uh is born from the art-inspired writings of Catherine Skaggs. Just one of the many beautiful things that you can um, get from Catherine's overflowing um, cauldron. And everybody's (laughs) cauldron is overflowing, but not everybody is willing to manifest it. And that's what's very special about what you're doing, Catherine. Thank you. Because it takes some chutzpah to get up every day and do the amount of work you're doing. <laughs> yeah, those, I'm a little those images don't amazing. paint themselves. It's not Vasilisa's <laughs> doll doing it. It's you.
8: <laughs> this is true. They come through my little fingers here, that's for sure.
4: That's for sure.
8: Okay. Oh my goodness! You know I've had some amazing experiences. It's been such a blessing to say yes. I want to mention, if it's okay, my dear friend Sage Holloway, who's the artist of the mythical—I mean, the author of the mythical goddess rose. She's passed over now. But when we met back in the '90s, I had this very small metaphysical store, and she was this crazy Aquarius is. She After she passed she came to me and she says I'm not dead and I'm like okay that's our joke You're not dead I know you're not dead so you're just Without the body like we had here But I have to say that She recognized me as the artist of the That deck before I had a clue I was going to do it And uh, it took us About 15 years to bring It into form and What took it happening Was not just me painting and saying Yes I'll do this with you but alignment, which is something that I think um, we all need to be able to be where we really want to be to honor our heart's desires. And I had been painting, but we hadn't really sat down to create the deck yet. And a very interesting story was, and you might know either one of these women, both are past now, two mentors of mine. One was Mine Red Craighead. Have you ever heard of her? She's an amazing, oh, absolutely um, amazing
4: artist. work. Oh yes.
8: Yes, yeah, so I sold some of her earlier work with that she published through Pomegranate for calendars and things, and have known of her since the '90s. And then Lydia Rule, who's done goddess banners that have hung all over the world. She, oh, I she's love at age.
2: I love you know, Lydia. Lydia mm-hmm. Yeah.
8: So I went to Rome with them to see it through the eyes of the goddess pre-patriarchy in 2006. And that was one of the most amazing experiences I had to Rome of all places. But to get up every morning and to have conversations about the goddesses with these two 70-year-old women at the time. And they were amazing. I thought I want to be like them when I grow up. And so they would – Tell these stories every day, and then we would traipse around Rome with them, and they had outwalk every one of us younger people. And and you know they were you know just freaking amazing scholars and and artisans and people making a difference in the world. And um, I remember one thing that Lydia said at the end, as if we weren't full of every other experience we'd had, that she said, you know, we've heard his story, history. It's time to tell her story. Just do it. And I remember that trip and her words and their presence being with all of them. I came home and I called my friend Sage after so many years of us talking about it. And I said, it's time for us to do this thing. And in 18 months, I had 78 paintings into 78 cards along with the back of the card, and we published our deck. And it's been a really amazing Um, goddess deck that's gotten out into the world and touched a lot of people's lives and I know that my dear friend Sage still reaches out and touches people she's just not in the body to do it so I like to mention that
4: (laughs) yes I've I've certainly been touched by being gifted with it thank you Uh, I'm glad you have it it's an honor thank you for sharing how that came to be we are Capable of doing so much.
8: Absolutely. You know, we
4: we need powerful people.
8: That's huge. Huge. I teach teach, uh, classes, too, in shamanism, and sort of painting, one of the biggest things that with clients and students and myself is how to take 100% responsibility for what we choose and what we create. And to be willing to be open to the journey of saying it's a good thing, to be response-able. Good things can happen as we're curious about it like a child. Synchronicities will come to fruition and people will show up and things will happen in good ways if only we'll lean into that.
4: I talk about responsibility with the apprentices and how it starts by being responsible for what you say and what you do. Amen. Which is already huge. It's already like several lifetimes undertaken undertaking just to be responsible. I said, but then when you have that covered, then you have to start being responsible for what other people say and do. And I kinda of, you know Tell me at, more. when I say, <laughs> you know well, you understand at that level of responsibility And that if you go out and talk about, oh, Lady Slipper is a great plant for this, that, and the other thing, that you've now become responsible for Lady Slipper disappearing.
2: Oh, yes.
4: Because of other people's actions. So you learn that, yeah, okay, good, you take responsibility for what you say and what you do, but you're going to have to, like, expand that, and then ultimately, you take responsibility for huge numbers of people and that's,
8: uh, yeah, we're all, yeah.
4: that's actually power and that's why most people yeah. don't really want power they say they do but when it comes right up to it they don't because they don't want the responsibility I'll use the example of the Challenger space shuttle right horrible accident all those people died All right, how come the tiles were glued on wrong so who's to blame here person who oh. glued the tiles, the person who made the glue, the person who made the plants? No, the head of NASA is responsible. Yeah. Because that's the person who has the power.
8: Yep. Bigger than container, the more responsible and the more power. You're
4: right. Right. So you just start off being responsible for what you say and what you do already. That's huge. But it goes on from there and that's one of the things that i hear that you are doing that you have agreed to be responsible for holding the space for certain energies to grow in your garden
8: it's true it's very true i must have had raised my hand really big once <laughs> Some days I wonder about that, but most days it's really good.
4: <laughs> you know, I realize we haven't yet told listeners um, how they can get all these wonderful things or get in touch with you. Would you share all that information with them now, please?
8: I sure will. I sure appreciate that. It's easy enough if anyone wants to go on Amazon.com and get my book or the or the Tarot deck or my new deck. Master's of Light Wisdom Oracle, Mythical Goddess Tro, Artist Shaman, Miller's Age. they are all on Amazon. But if you really want to have some fun, come to my website. If you can spell my name, you can find me at katherineskags.com, dot scom Because I've got full portraits. I haven't even talked a ton about those. I've got products, I've got prints, and I've got classes and things. Some are local, but some are long distance, and they're many things people like to come and just look at the artwork if nothing else but uh, yeah and then com is also a publisher of some of my pieces and she does have those on her site but easy enough at Amazon or, or direct to me and let me know that you found me here and I'll sign your book or whatever and we'll take care of you
4: and that's Skaggs with two G's and Catherine there's so many wonderful things. One of the things you sent me is a pocket full of goddesses' blessing oracle. This is about <laughs> half the size of a cell phone. It really literally is a pocket full of little goddess cards. And you can just flip it open and pull a goddess for the day. The blessings just go on and on and on. We're coming close to the end of our time, so I want to ask you: Is there anything you wanted to talk about that we haven't had a chance to talk about?
8: Oh goodness, there's probably a thousand things, but um, you know, I appreciate being here and being connected to you and and your people. Um, I love what you're doing, and you know, I've got stories. All day long, but (laughs) I don't
4: know what else we have missed, to be really
8: honest. I'm sure there's plenty that we could talk about. Plenty plenty of
4: stuff, Yeah, And that's the hard part about the blog talk show is that they're so severe on the time. And um, so, you know, one thing that I would ask you is you've been so successful in getting your work published. Did you find that difficult?
8: You know, actually not really. The path I've gone, I, you know, I had a retail store in many years, and so I understood the wholesale retail thing and going to International New Age Trade Show, and I had a lot of contacts from that. And Sage knew Ted Andrews and also, um, oh, gosh, I'm forgetting his name. He just had a horrible accident, uh, James Wanless. And they were very kind in giving – some well-written reviews for the deck when we first started that way. And I knew publishing. I had a background in doing some of that as a graphic designer before some of this other stuff. So it all wove together. And actually, we almost got picked up by Ellen, not Ellen, by U.S. Games back then, which was very interesting. It didn't happen, which was actually perfect for many years. Um, I worked as the publisher of our stuff and made it, sure it got distributed. But then I decided a couple of years ago I needed to be the artist and the author and try not to work so hard doing all these other things running businesses. And so I made an agreement with Karen at Satyama Publishing she to do a hybrid contract, kind of the best of both worlds to start, as I gave up control. <laughs> not really, but some. And uh, so she's published these three items for me. I had full artist control of my artist Simon Hiller stage and I had a wonderful friend be my designer on that one but um, I, you know it's just kind of been in me I've kind of gone ahead whether I had a full big publishing house or not and um, it seemed to work out I've had you know just get in front of people and be generous and show up and do my part and it just seems opportunities keep coming and um So for all of you who have something to say, be tenacious and do your work and show up and be generous, and it will all come back to you. That's kind of my peer-to-advice on that one.
4: That's brilliant. Brilliant advice. Show up and do your work and keep showing up and keep doing your work. And don't worry about whether or not people are dissing you or applauding you.
8: Exactly. We have to kill off our egos to some extent, the part of our personality that gets offended. We've got to be, you know, the thing that I love about my work, this work, is being my heart. It keeps me pure. If I step only into business without this as my essence, then I can get cranky and I can get into all kinds of stupid head spaces that are really not who I am. They're more like ego. And what I find is this, I do my work, and I work with the gift of the painting and the helpers that I have worked with so far, and divine law, as they call it, the higher truth. I do my best to be as enlightened as possible. That's my job. I just happen to be able to channel or bring these other images in and be a conduit for that. In shamanism, we might call it being a hollow bone, and that's part of my goal in my life is to be as pure a conduit for spirit as possible. And that's why I think this work goes out in the world and generates, because it's it's bigger than me. And so if I can just show up and do my best and trust this is exactly where it needs to be at exactly the right time, then I'm not going to be as involved with all my egoic stuff as I could be doesn't mean that I haven't gone through stuff. I'm still a human. But that's what keeps me on track.
4: That is so inspiring. Usually at this point, I say, what do you want to leave in the hearts and minds of the people that are listening to you? But I don't know if you can top that. If you can, go ahead.
2: (laughs) You
8: know, (laughs) I loved what you were saying to, I think, the last woman you talked to, and that was, be compassionate for yourself i think that in this earth walk this this human journey the spirit embodied here is that we and in this time period we're in a lot of ups and downs and do your best to love do your best to be loved do your best to be kind do your best to be compassionate and understanding and then if you need to, have a good place to go take a du- good dump <laughs> and then get over it and do your <laughs> best to come back. You know, and that's not always easy. Life is not, you know, it's thrown a bunch of curveballs, but you're right, what we started out with, it's I don't think life on earth has ever been easy. It just goes through different stages, and we we have to be all in for that. It's, you know, one other thing, I know we're ending this, is, if you can embrace those things about yourself, compassion, and develop those, the other thing to really be on it is to work on your innocence and preciousness. Can you go back to that place in yourself that is innocent, pure, and precious, and let that guide you more than cynicism, upset, and disappointment? If you can do that a little bit every day, you've come a long way.
4: You definitely talked Thank you, Catherine Skaggs, for your art, your words, your heart, and for the energy that you are holding and the portal that you are helping to create. The image that I use is that we are reweaving the healing cloak of the ancients. And, yes, you know, certainly what you are doing brings such vibrancy to this reweaving for all of us we are blessed to have all that you are sharing with us thank you hey everybody go check out katherine with a k skaggs two g's sarah ellen you rock thanks for helping me restore herbal medicine to its rightful place as People's Medicine, some medicine that's right outside your door. We'll be back next week with more green blessings. Good night.
2: Good night.